0: I have walked out on a pool deck <laughs> and oh, been like, excuse me. <laughs> and it didn't go over very well, so I didn't do that again. No. <laughs> oh, I just to have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Welcome to Fitspeed Radio on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti-related.
1: You guys ready? Yes. Alright. Born ready. Born ready, I love that.
0: I, I love your first one though, when you're like, I wish I could just say all those things. I know, <laughs> that is
1: so bad. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Fit2Be to Radio. My name is Chris Benke, I'll be your host today. I'm also here with Beth Learn. She's the CEO Hi. founder of um, Fit2Be Radio and Fit2Be.com, our uh, amazing fitness website. And today we're going to talk about something... Um, that I'm curious to see how we're going to make a podcast out of this. Actually, we're talking about in the pre-show. We're going to talk about squats. And to me, squats squats are just an exercise that you do, not something that's a podcast episode. But Beth assures me she is 100% certain that not only are they podcast episode worthy, but it will be an amazing podcast. So Beth, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. And Um, squats are totally podcastable.
1: Totally podcastable. And have you done any squats today?
0: Uh, I think I've done two.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. Um, (laughs) All right, so squats. So for those of you that are listening um, and and watching this, and you might not actually 100% know what the squat exercise is, um, why don't you just run us – Real quick kind of an overview of what is considered a squat what when we talk about squats on fit to be or on this podcast What are we actually talking about?
0: Oh Well, I'm gonna demonstrate it. So if you're watching the live video, then you can see me doing one So I'm actually at a squatting workstation right now, but a squat is where you're standing up straight And you're going to press your hips back and bend at the knees, but keep your upper body as upright as possible, right? So you're hinging at the hip fold crease and your knees are tracking with your toes. You're bending at the knees. Squatting is probably one of the most traditional um, weightlifting exercises. And I say I did two today because I did one while I was getting something out of a low cupboard and I did another one. When I was picking up the hairbrush, I dropped on my bedroom floor.
1: Got it. So squats are not just really, it's not just an exercise you do in the gym, but it's something that you should be, you, you do it in your life. You're—you're. You're I think
0: so. Yeah, because the alternative to picking things up off the floor is to bend over, you know, at our backs or round our backs or kind of lunge forward or lunge back, which if you're doing a good lunge, then that's great. Um, right. But most people kind of do this weird, like twisting at end and and rounding their shoulders, and uh, there's kind of this grunting sound they make when <laughs> right. they pick things up. Yeah, I did squats at the gym yesterday too.
1: Got it. So, yes. so it's your favorite exercise, right?
0: It's one of my favorite exercises.
1: It's not your favorite. What's your favorite?
0: Um right now my favorite exercise right now would probably be box jumps.
1: Okay, box jumps. That's Last that's week even, it was exciting to me. I like box jumps.
0: Yeah, last week my favorite exercise was balancing half moon against a wall. Okay it changes from week to week.
1: So being a fitness expert that's got a whole platform about fitness, that makes sense. You would have multiple favorites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but right I now, squat. Squats is like a diehard one of your top exercises all the time though, cuz you're always talking
0: mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. I am.
1: You really are. So so why? Why is that? Let's let's talk about that.
0: Uh, cuz if you can't squat, you can't poop. Okay. Is probably <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that so, just gets messy.
1: <laughs> but you can poop and not squat.
0: Yeah, but it's very messy. <laughs> I mean, everybody's brains that's listening just went, "Oh man, Beth, come on." Okay, but so it's I'm
1: tr- going to let you just explain why you said that. <laughs> um, I'm going to well, That's back the
0: and- basic human. All of us need to be able to squat to eliminate waste, right? Um, In American culture, first world countries, usually our toilets are um, kind of high, so we don't have to squat very far. We just sit down. Um, Also, being able to sit down and sit down in chairs, that probably would would have been the more (laughs) ladylike first example I could have given. But then again, not everybody sits in chairs. So that's also kind of a first world thing.
1: Another thing I notice is um, in other countries, you know, people squat instead of sitting or leaning against a wall, they squat. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for the bus. I'm going to squat and kind of rock.
0: And it feels good after you've been standing for a long time. It really does feel good to drop into a deep squat. If you can, if you can't, then it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to to squat down. If your hamstrings are tight and your calf muscles are tight and then it pulls on your knees and it pulls on your lower back and then it's just unpleasant and nobody wants that.
1: So what do you mean by deep squat? Like explain that.
0: Um Well, you know, unplug your ears if you can't handle the A word, but in the weightlifting world, there's a term called astagrass And so <laughs> that is when you're dropping your booty all the way down to the ground. Um, and now my booty does not actually touch the ground. My mechanics, my personal body limits don't allow that, but it is trying to get your hips as low as you can while maintaining an upright body, not tucking your butt under too much. Um, which if you tuck your butt a lot, when you squat, that's called a butt wink.
1: A um, butt wink. A wow. butt
0: wink. Yeah. There's all kinds of terms for squatting. We need in, to have some
1: of these terms in the show notes. The
0: <laughs> I will. Video, that way, wink. if anybody reads them, they're like, nope, I don't want to listen to those things. <laughs> they can just skip it. But Okay.
1: So it's, wait, so explain the butt wink again.
0: Okay, so oh here, I'll demonstrate it. Now I have to I have to take off my earphones so people can actually see. Otherwise yeah. I'll drag my laptop off of it. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Okay, hold on.
1: Okay, while she's doing this, I'll give you a play-by-play. So she's okay. she's uh squatting down with kind of a hunched back.
0: Okay. So if you yeah. saw that.
1: Yeah, we saw then, that. We yeah. were doing a play-by-play while you oh, were. Oh, you
0: were. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So I don't have to explain it. So it's where you go to squat and you tuck your butt way under. You don't mm-hmm. keep your hips untucked. I like to call it the ski jump butt because there's okay. a little bit of a, of a launch pad off the end of your booty where your lumbar curve still exists. Yeah. You don't want to flatten out the back.
1: And that's it, that's bad for the back or?
0: In a deep squat, for the spine to be totally flat, that's fine. Um, but when we start to see a rounded back mm-hmm. in a deep squat, that means there's some tightness in the hamstrings because things are pulling your pelvis under. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And okay. the reason why we love to see that nice straight back in a deep squat um, or a little bit of a lumbar curve in a more shallow squat is because that position naturally stretches your pelvic floor. And it also right. activates. It's this really, really interesting sweet spot where – the hammock of those low core muscles is supporting all of you up and in, right. but it's also being stretched by the motion. It's an active stretch.
1: I like it. So you're you're stretching, and you're it's uh, like it's good for strengthening your a lot of big muscle groups too. Yes, That's another huge,
0: thing. huge. It's huge for the hamstrings, huge for the quads, glutes, core. Um, you know, if you've got a bar on your back, then you are using some upper body motions. Um, you know, if you're pressing a bar, if you're doing a big motion like a like a a deadlift with a you know a clean and a press, now you're talking about a full body motion. Right. So the squat then becomes this platform for other bigger things. That real life application is. I've got a kid in one arm and I'm squatting to pick something up off the floor or squatting to wipe up dog poop. There's that poop word again. You know, it just squats just have a lot to do <laughs> with real life and they save your back. Cause it, if you're bending over and you're hip hinging and you have a good solid hip hinge. And by that, I mean, put your hands on your hips and then and let your fingers spread out and your pinkies should land in your hip fold crease. So you, you bend at your hips, not your belly. Um, And you keep a long torso then that's gonna be okay for your back but there's still a little bit more pressure to your lumbar vertebra and intervertebral discs in that position right so we only have this one body and we want this body to last so if we can pick things up
1: right so you fold your body over all that is pulling
0: yeah you've got a lot of weight going forward and it's not that you can't do that in fact if you're putting something into the backseat of your car loading groceries loading kids loading pets You kind of have to keep your legs straight and lean forward and maintain good integrity through the spine. Um, A lot of times people don't do that. They tuck their bums. They round their backs. And that just puts a little bit more pressure through the body and creates more wear and tear. Whereas if you can squat and keep your torso more upright, that's going to be less pressure, less wear and tear.
1: Right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So why is it that we don't do them as much in our country in our everyday movements because it really is true Is it like the chairs is it are the chair are like the
0: chairs running it for us? I think that's part of it. I think we've outsourced it. We don't need a squat you know, we put things at eye level and, and we have these chairs we sit in and We have outsourced a lot of motion in our in our lives where We just don't need to do it anymore And and if we do go to rarely get something from the low cupboard, which we have already deliberately put there because we don't use it very much, right? (laughs) So we on the rare occasion we do it, we tend to kind of contort ourselves and bend over and bend one knee and torque our hips and reach in, and and then we wonder why we strained our back instead of being able to drop into an easy squat and fish around. Right. Um. You know, little kids when you watch a baby, they squat. It's the Mm -hmm. cutest thing ever. Little kids. That's how they learn how to walk. Is they go from crawling. And then they pull themselves up like an assisted squat and then you see them drop down into this cute little crouch
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: like, it's
1: a natural movement
0: yeah and, and they're perfectly aligned because they have to be at that age they're not thinking about how they look they're just thinking about what's the most efficient method of moving and not oh. falling and
1: then, and then somewhere along the way we.
0: bless you (laughs) somewhere along the way Chris starts hacking. somewhere along the way they lose that (laughs) yes he's got it he's okay so yeah somewhere along the way um, and I think it's because they copy us like my kids started by squatting um, and they started with their toes forward when they stand because it's the most amount of balance but you know my husband stands with one foot kind of turned out to the side Um. And I, you know, I have this way of cocking my hips to one side. And I've noticed my son, he stands with that same exact foot turned out. And my daughter, she copies how I stand. And they copy how I was picking things up. And as I got better about squatting more in my life, my kids have started copying it. I haven't had to say anything. But they do what we do as grownups. And that's just this um, nature versus nurture thing kind of kicking in.
1: Right, right.
0: So, if they move a certain way, but they're surrounded by grown-ups that move a different way, they're going to naturally copy what's around them.
1: Right. Huh. So, all right. So, you're an average American person, let's say. (coughs) And you say, okay, listen to this podcast about squats, which is really interesting. And they really did make a podcast out of it. It was interesting. And now I want to try doing it. And so, I start squatting down, but my heels... Do not touch the ground. What do I do about that? Is that okay? Should I still do squats? Um, yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Tell me what. Well, first of all, you don't get good at something without practicing it, right? But the thing about squats is if you keep forcing yourself to try them in various ways, but your body is resisting, you can end up causing, again, more wear and tear more pressure, more discomfort. Like if your knees hurt when you're squatting, the solution is not to keep squatting, even though your knees hurt. Or if your heels pop up when you're trying to squat, the solution is not just to keep squatting. It's actually to look at why those things are happening. Why are your heels popping up? It's probably because you have tight calves. Okay. So what you need to do is stretch your calves and warm up your lower legs before you start doing your squats for the day. Obviously there's you should squat to pick things up if you can throughout the day. But if you're doing a squat workout and you're working on your squats, asking yourself what tools, what stretches, what warm up motions you can do to improve your squat without hurting yourself is key. So we I have a couple of workouts on Fit Speaking that. I have a squat prep, all the little things about squats that's literally like all these little props, using a doorknob, using a wall, using something underneath your heels, using something behind your knees to take pressure off of your knees as you squat. There are some really fascinating things you can do that will activate or deactivate certain muscles to instantly improve your squat. And I've seen it over and over again. I have members like, oh, I just can't do it. I can't do it. And I'll say, go do our squat prep routine and they'll do it, and, like, the next day they'll post a picture. I had no idea I could squat this deep. Look, I did that. I did that stuff in my body. Oh, my goodness, I can do this. I just right. had to adjust these certain things. So that's exciting.
1: Right, right. Because it's not always obvious if it's not a motion you're used to, right? Like, right. You know, you might not even realize your ability, or you might you might find out that you, you really do need to do some work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what do you think
1: the common thing is? Like it's probably calf tightness tightness, right?
0: Calf tightness is huge because if if you've been wearing heeled shoes or, you know, the way even the way we sleep with the covers over our feet, so our toys are our toys, our toes are pointed while we sleep. So you spend (laughs) hours a day with your toes in a pointed position and now you go to squat and you're asking your heel to be down and your knee. I mean I can't even if you look at my arm and my elbow, if I'm asking my pretend my elbow is my knee, I'm asking my elbow to to be over my the heel of my hand or even to come further forward if i don't have flexibility here because this is tight like it is with my wrist that's not going to happen right
1: right right But
0: we're supposed to have that flexibility in our achilles tendon and in our calf muscles our gastrocnemius and our soleus muscles and so if we try to drop down and those muscles are clenching and tight we need to release them mm-hmm. and sometimes just doing a simple release even for myself I'm great at squatting deeply, but sometimes if I've done a long walk or if I wore a pair of heeled shoes to church the day before or to an event, I'm like, oh, these are hard today. Oh, I need to stretch my calves. I stretch my calves, boom, I'm dropping right down into them pain-free. Right. It's very fascinating.
1: Okay. So the the calf stretch, like the the simple calf stretch, like what's your recommendation, the simple way?
0: Put your toes up on something. Like start by putting your toes up on the edge of your rug or the edge of a threshold, or or you can stand on a step and hang your heels off the back. That's a pretty deep stretch, so start light. But, you know, you just let one heel back up and then let that heel kind of drop down and play with a straight leg versus a bent knee because that actually changes whether it's stretching the gastroc or the soleus. Those are two different calf muscles that function a little bit differently. One of them functions um, when the knee is bent and one of them functions when the leg is more straight. So stretching them in different ways is important. Just like squatting in different ways is important. And then, you know, putting... um, We like to use a dumbbell. So you take a dumbbell and put it on the floor and then you put your toes... On the neck of the dumbbell. Um, I also have a half, half foam roll. It's that blue thing in the background. It just looks like a foam roll that's been sliced in half. And um, we have a routine on Fit to be called the half, the half roll workout, half dome, half foam roll workout. It's half like
1: dome, half dome. Yeah,
0: work. yeah. And it's really fun. You actually get your heart rate up a little bit, but you're also doing a ton of different calf stretches, and um, it's it's pretty important to lengthen those suckers out. Mm -hmm. Um, because our culture, our society, we just have chronically tight calves. Yeah. It's just epidemic. Yeah. Hamstrings would be the next one. Tight hamstrings, which is also a problem because we sit with our knees bent. I mean, I'm doing it right now, even though I'm in a supported squat position, which is one of my favorite ways to work. Doing this a lot has been great for my squat depth, but my hamstrings behind my knee Mm-hmm. Have Been getting tighter. So I've had to make a point of stretching my hamstrings when I'm done Right hanging out in a supported squat for a while because the muscles behind the back of my knee have tightened up too much sometimes,
1: right So it's about varying what you're doing.
0: It's yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's lots different kinds of squats. There's the plie squat There's the sumo squat. There's the shoulder width squat all the different kinds of squats and those all represent different ranges of motion that our body can do. And you might need different ones depending on what the task is in your real life.
1: Yeah. So what are some examples of your favorite? Like hmm. your favorite. Actually, no, here, here's a better question. What's your favorite example of needing to use squats in real life other than the elimination of waste?
0: <laughs> okay. So besides needing to get up and down off a toilet, which when you can't do that, then you require assisted living, and that's a great expense. You know, you, that's, that's a problem. But besides that, um, anytime I need to lift something heavy, off the ground. Right. If it is um, tiny, then I do more a narrow stance. But if it's big, I tend to do a wider stance. So I'll demonstrate here. I've got, I've got this poof pillow, right? And it's like this, right? This could represent like a 50 pound sack of Epsom salts, which I buy from my local feed store for my hot baths. That's another podcast. Um, or, you know, a a bag of dog food. Okay. I did an Instagram story the other day about lifting a bag of dog food up into the cart. right? That you have to have good Mm -hmm. mechanics for that. You can't just swing that around. So I'll squat down (laughs) and I'll grab and I'll use, hold on, let me move my camera. So I'll come down and I'll widen my legs out. And then I'm picking this up and using my legs object and then put it where I need it to go. Right. Um, hugging the the object power
1: is is coming from the legs. Yeah. Back. I mean, it's a very obvious thing, but it's not so obvious to a lot of people.
0: Well, and the, the other aspect of that is, you know, your back is strong, but it's strong because of a big network of relatively small muscles. Right. You have the erector spinae muscles, you have the multifidus, um, you know, the psoas is even like a deep spine hip flexor, but compared to your glutes, compared to your quads, compared to your hamstrings, those are all pretty small muscles and they connect vertebra to vertebra to vertebra to vertebra. Right.
1: They
0: connect into your femur or they connect into your pelvis, but they're all kind of short and they're, you know, um, when we were dissecting cadavers when I was in college, yes, we got to do that they're pretty tiny they're kind of stringy and they're tiny and they're not big and juicy like your like your glutes and and your right so you need those big powerful juicy strong muscles to do these huge lifts to really make them work yes i said juicy
1: juicy waste elimination i mean we're hitting all the words
0: i was at costco and i saw that they were selling tilapia loins i mean tilapia is fish right yeah how do fish have loins
1: i'm not sure about that
0: I, I I stood there. My my daughter was like, "Mom, wh- what are you staring at?" And I I looked at her and I was like, "I just don't understand how tilapia have loins."
1: You know, I <laughs> don't know about that. <laughs> but um, it was
0: it was it was a good cut of meat. Apparently, apparently, you know. And if you've got a nice thick cut of meat, that means it's a nice thick, strong muscle.
1: That's interesting because tilapia is kind of a cheap fish too.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I Did you
1: Did you try it? Was it no, great?
0: I didn't get it. Because I was kind of disturbed by the word loins, too. I didn't know if I wanted to eat something's loins.
1: Yeah, but like pork loins?
0: That's true. But but see, my brain up until that moment had not connected that. (laughs) I don't know why. And all all the vegans are (laughs) horrified right now. Or maybe they're happy that I'm actually considering this because I've been a meat eater my whole life. But I was like, apparently I can handle chicken breasts, but I can't handle tilapia loins.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: (laughs) <laughs> but th- I mean, those are muscles. That's what that's what meat is. It's muscle, and we want those. the The bigger the muscle, the more load it can carry. Right. And our legs and our glutes are designed to push and pull and thrust and power and and shove and launch and drive. And if you're using your back and your arms, you're not going to get as much. Right. So, that would be a real-life example is picking up heavy stuff. So stabilize,
1: stabilize the back, stabilize the spine. Yeah. Use the, the big, huge muscle groups of the lower body in a squat motion. Yeah. That's the right way.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and whenever you use them, whether you're doing one or two in your day, when you're doing a certain chore or fishing a big old pan out of your bottom cupboard, Yeah. Um, you send a rush of blood and circulation to those areas. Right. And that's a good thing.
1: Right, right. Okay, so, all right. So let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know, I wasn't sure about this podcast on squats, but it's actually been kind of entertaining. Um, I should <laughs> that's one word. Squats. I should do more squats. How should they get started?
0: Well, our squat prep video on Fit2B is free. If you Google Fit2B, F I T, the number to the letter B, and then squat prep. Yeah. Or squatting, you're going to find that video. And then we have one that's just for our members that takes that to a whole different level. It's a squat challenge, and it's working on single leg squats from a supported position and just ironing out a few more of the kinks that people might be dealing with when it comes to squats, but at a much deeper, more intense level. Right. So mm-hmm. start, but anybody start, can start with that yeah, squat prep.
1: Start with the ska- squat prep. Check it out. If you remember um, – you've got a lot more resources to talk a lot about yeah. if you're not spots
0: out all I talk <coughs> about spots in all of our videos.
1: That uh, the squat prep is a pretty awesome resource for free too. Yeah. So you should check that out. Um, and uh, so they do that and they and they get going and what can they expect? Like what what are they gonna run into? What are their challenges they're gonna find as they're developing those muscle groups.
0: Well, the first challenge they're going to run into is that they have to find a few props. And I don't know what it is, but sometimes people's brains are like, oh, I have to go get something. I just hit start. This is too hard. I can't go get something. I have to go find a doorknob. I uh, see. Sucking I quit. Suck exactly. it in. Well, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Don't let that get in your way. Go into the video knowing that you're going to need to grab a couple of props, but that you're going to see some breakthroughs. Okay? And... And start keeping those props around so that when you look at them and you think, oh, I should put that away. no, nope, I'm going to use it first. I'm going to use it to work on my squats first. Um, the other thing that people can expect is that they will see relatively quick changes, but they should also know that if their body strongly objects, like if they go to do any of these things and it bothers them more, something hurts more, right. then that's when physical therapy comes in. I know I right. talk about physical therapy a lot, but man it is pure gold. It's really not more expensive out of pocket if you don't have insurance than a good massage. But you're going to walk out of there with tools and exercises that are specifically tailored to you. Because, yeah, okay, it might be tight calves, it might be tight hamstrings, but it also could be a problem with how your knee joint is articulating. It could be patellar femoral syndrome. It could be shin splints. It could be, I mean, there's, it could be compartments. There's so many little things that can be going on in your legs And so if you're doing all the things that I recommend and you're not improving and in fact, something is kind of hurting more and something else started popping, that's bad news bears. So, but it can be dealt with. It can be treated. What you, what happened is you just discovered something about your body that you didn't know before. Right. And your body is trying to tell you something about something that you can fix.
1: So don't give up, pay attention to it.
0: Don't give up because this is such an integral life habit. This is a, Squatting is considered um, a battle, B A D L, a basic activity of daily living. In seniors, in senior fitness, when they're doing a fitness testing, they will usually include a sit to stand test because it is so indicative of your overall ability to do life, basic activities Mm -hmm. of daily living. If you can't um, (laughs) sit to stand, what's
1: the sit to stand test?
0: Okay, so what it is, um, you sit in a chair. And they count how many times you can stand up and sit back down in a minute. Hmm. And, you know, some people can't. Right. They get to certain ages and they can't. They've lost that ability. They bought the toilet seat riser, they bought the recliner that lifts for them. My dad has one because he has neuropathy. Hi, Dad. Love you. Um, you know, sometimes those are, those things are awesome because they let you keep doing the other activities of life, but the longer you can maintain your ability to sit and stand, sit and stand, sit and stand a bunch of times in a row without pain, the better off you'll be right because it translates directly to everything we do.
1: And again, if you get to that spot and you're stuck and you're, you're not doing well, you don't give up. Right. You need to keep working on it.
0: Yeah. You need to do the things and not just be like, Oh, my back hurts. My knees hurt. I can't squat. I get really sad. It's not mad. It's more sad when I hear people go, well, my back started hurting. So I I stopped doing that. I can't do that anymore. I'm like, but uh, you may have lost that ability, but let's try to get that ability back. Right. Let's do what we need. It just speaks to so many different things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <What> <laughs> my brain is going to holding grandkids on my lap and, and piggyback rides and, right. and um, getting on a bike or, or riding a horse. I mean, your ability to, to lift your body, let's not lose that.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it seems obvious when you say it, but I think a lot of people just give up, actually.
0: Right. Or they think of squats as, I do that at the gym. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, well, I haven't done squats in years. It's like, well, but you could be, and maybe you are, and you're just not thinking about it because they're happening in your day or you're doing a contorted version of a squat or a contorted. I'm going to pick that up off the floor and stand in this wonky way. Well, Hey, let's, why don't you, Why don't you squats, pick that up. And as you right. do that, it's going to improve. And if it doesn't improve, you need to see somebody about that.
1: Right. Right. That makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay. So, so, how do you tie up this podcast about squats in a nice with a nice pretty bow? Like,
0: <laughs> since we started with an ugly,
1: <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't start real clean and nice. Um, so, how do we? Um, what's the message that people need to hear about this? Because it, it is a non-conventional type podcast, and it is uh, a very conventional type of movement that people it is. need to be able to do to to really do well with their overall life and movement Mm
0: -hmm. I think the pretty bow on the ugly truth that if you can't squat life actually gets more messy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is (laughs) that if you want to be able to do life well with grace and dignity squats are a huge part of that Mm. you will save your back yeah you will save your core okay less pressure in your core which speaks to things like diastasis, recti, and prolapse, that gets messy again, but it's true. Right. If you can squat well. And that doesn't necessarily mean squatting really deep. Right. Um, if you think about, you know, you bend over and where your hand is when you just bend over casually. And then you do a shallow squat, weight in your heels, hips untucked, toes fluffy, ribs down, head tall, head tall, all those little cues that I teach you in the videos. And then you look at where your hand is there and compare what you're feeling in your spine, what you're feeling in your belly. It feels different. It feels more strong. It feels more stable, right? You're, you don't feel like you're going to fall over on your head. Um, and I like feeling strong and stable and powerful. Yeah, right. I like that. I like that feeling. I like knowing I can squat to pick something up. And then if I do that two or three times, I just like sent some awesome signals to my my body another thing is i think hip um in terms of hip strength and bone density at the hip for women right it's huge it's huge we have to load our hips we have to load our hips we have to do things like squats we have to preserve the bone density right bones are stimulated to lay down new bone when the tendons pull on them right so if if we're not creating that stimulation of a little bit of impact, a little bit of pull, a little bit of jarring and jostling in good ways that don't hurt us, then we get brittle bone disease and women actually spend more time in the hospital dealing with the ramifications of that than they do dealing with cancer.
1: Right. Right. So (laughs) it's easy to to kind of slip into that too.
0: Yeah. A lot of women are, are dealing that at earlier and earlier ages and that's, that's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, but we're so inactive and we're outsourcing so many motions, and we're looking at exercises, what I do at the gym, or what I do during a 20 minute video, and we're failing to see that there's all this motion available in our daily lives. Right. And so we're getting weaker as a society instead of stronger.
1: Yeah, like Like the Wally show. The movie. Oh,
0: it totally is like that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is so, scary.
0: Well, that's not pretty again. You asked for a pretty bow and I, I did the not pretty bow again.
1: Okay, do the pretty one real quick. Redo it pretty.
0: <sighs> okay, okay. Here's the pretty. Um, look, I spent time in my garden and I was pulling weeds and I was in a squat and I picked flowers and I put those flowers in a vase and I got a great lower body workout. <laughs> There's the pretty.
1: Bam. You just nailed it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, thanks for doing the podcast on squats. Um, you, you were right. It it is, uh, it is podcast worthy. I'm glad we did it. I think it's real valuable. I think if you're out there listening to this and you kind of want to see some of the stuff that Beth demoed, you should check out the site um, and then just go to the podcast link and this link will be right there and there's a video. Yes. So you can see what she was doing. I think if you're wanting to develop some of those muscle groups that you may have been neglecting, like we mentioned check out that free squat prep um, page which will be linked in the show notes as well. There's tons of resources on our website even if you're not a member. If you are a member, like Beth said, you already know she talks about squats in almost every video. so you should make- <laughs> um, If you're not a member, be a member. What are you waiting yes. for? Get it done.
0: Yeah, so- get in there. You're missing out, peeps. Oh, um, missing out.
1: What do you got ha- What do you have to lose? Nothing. Like you're going to be healthier if you make healthy choices. So I encourage you to do that. Um, But anyway, that I think that wraps up our squat thing. We should probably think about doing other podcasts where we focus on certain things like this. that I think people have a lot of bad information about. I like, yeah, I I agree.
0: Yeah. Subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what your ideas are for which movements we should focus on in future podcast episodes.
1: Yeah. Keep it, keep it real though. actually i'm interested now that i said that, it can't be
0: about wiggling your ears i don't think i could do a whole podcast about wiggling your ears
1: we could collect all of the weird ones and do those as one podcast
0: (laughs) Beth, what are your tips about wiggling your ears yeah uh none
1: curious about that as well um but good ones we're excited about hearing about those so leave a comment um and until next time thanks you guys
0: bye-bye see you later Hey, thanks for listening today. I truly hope you're taking us along for a walk while we talk. But in case that didn't happen, remember that it's never too late to move when you have membership access to fit2be.com, which has everything from easy to hard, beginner to advanced, five minutes to 55 minutes. Once again, be sure you're following Fit2Be on Twitter at Fit2Be, Instagram at Fit2Be Studio, and subscribing to this podcast.